The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Let me just say, after Vera distorting the belt, they're proclaiming the real world champion. I'm going to tell you all with a tear in my eye. This is the greatest moment in my life. When you walk around this world and you tell everybody you're number one, the only way you get to stay number one is to be number one. Hey, everybody. Good morning. Happy Friday, everybody. And welcome to another edition of the Captain Lou Extravaganza. We are live here on the Captain Lou Sports Network on YouTube. And of course, powered up by Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Network, a podcast. I invite you to check out our website, bellyupsports.com, as uh, you can check out that list of our podcasts. We've got a great array of people doing a wide variety of things, covering everything from the Stanley Cup Finals, to the NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball, NFL, you name it, and uh, lacrosse, all a wide spectrum, and of course, great articles on there as well. Speaking of Major League Baseball, let's get right at it. Let's bring in a good friend of the show, our Major League guy. It's the quarter pole of the Major League season already, and uh, let's bring in Mitch Bernstein from the Burn with Mitch podcast. Uh, Mitch, thanks for joining us on this Friday morning. How are you? Uh, doing great, Lou. Loving life here in North Carolina, even though it's raining uh, yesterday and today. It's okay. It's going to be nice tomorrow. So uh, looking forward to a fun weekend. You know, I, before we get into talking about the major league level, I, I I remember you being down in North Carolina. Detroit is projected to take a high school kid in uh, out of North Carolina, and I wish I could remember his name off the top of my head. Maybe if I can – oh. He's, uh, I don't know if it's in your neck of the woods or not. The projection is uh, Walter Walker Jenkins out of South Brunswick High School in Southport, North Carolina. Is that anywhere near you? Yes, it, it's Southport. Yeah, it's a quick, actually, it's a quick ferry ride um, <laughs> over to Southport. Um, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, anytime you can get a, as you know, anytime you can get a, a homegrown kid and Southport would be considered homegrown here in the Wilmington yeah. area. So that's pretty cool. You know, and. It's funny, you know, they've got the, the major league draft comes up in June and it's it's the draft, I think, that gets the least amount of attention because a lot of times it takes players longer to develop. You don't get the 19-year-old, all that like in the NBA that comes up right away and starts or in the NHL. Obviously, the NFL, you got to wait three years, but it doesn't get the pub. But, uh, you know, it, it's fun to watch them develop in the major leagues, but it, it still is such a crapshoot when you get drafted in the top, I don't know, five or 10 every year in major league baseball. Yeah. You know what it's, it, I, and maybe it's because, cause it is an interesting point. It is because if you pit, you go by position, right? Yeah. Um, pitchers, you know, they may be throwing 90, 95, yeah. but you know, it's a whole different ball game. It's, I think it's more mental than anything else. When you, with this particular game, um, 
when you're trying to get a kid to develop, yeah, they may have the skills. I mean, look at, I mean, you could, you could list on, you know, not just five, one hand, you know, 25 hands, number of number one picks that, that never got to see the major league uh, stadium. So it's, it's just very, it's a very difficult uh, thing. A lot of teams get ripped for, for drafting this particular kid, one, two, whatever top 10 and never making it. Um, So it's, it is interesting um, to see. And then when you watch the minor leagues and who they develop, who they've developed, um, you know, it's like the Phillies said, Bryson Stott, who the heck knew Bryson Stott at all. Right. And look at what he's done. He's done a great job. Um, And I think a lot of that has to do with the, a lot has to do with the the mentorship in the minor leagues. And then um, again, having strong mental capacity to be able to not get down yourself when you are uh, not able to hit, throw the ball over the plate or you get into a slump. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny. One more thing on that. You talk, that's a great point with the mental end of it. You get a lot of these kids, you know, they play, I don't know, travel ball or high school ball and they're the stud, you know, they can throw 93, 94 miles an hour. Well, once they get in that minor league level, even at the lowest levels, everybody does it, you know, it's, it's amazing. And it's like that in almost any walk of life, you can be the top in your class and you get, and boom, what, what an adjustment. And man, a lot of kids can't handle that. It is. It's so true. Um, it's, yeah, and I, and I look at it and I look at Derek Lively, who uh, is going to be drafted. Uh, he's not going to go number one or two like Mo Bamba or, or, or top 10 like Mo Bamba or Cam yeah. Reddish from Westtown. Um, and Derek was not a huge scorer, you know, seven foot one, yeah. but he came on in the second half of the season in, in, in the tournament. He was a blocking machine. I mean, it's yeah. phenomenal. So, and he's got a, he, I think he's got a much better head on his shoulders than Kim or Mo ever did coming out of high school yeah. and um, getting into college. Well, let's get to the so-called controversy of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, Aaron judge, you know, he was glancing into the dugout Monday night against Toronto and, you know, the reliever came out and said he was tipping his pitches. So I don't know if he was doing that to help his team save a little bit of face. But, oh, my goodness, it, it was so funny listening to Dan Shulman and Buck Martinez insinuate the best they could without coming out and accusing him. And then he hit that bomb uh, over the you know over the fence. You don't think he really cheated, do you? <laughs> no, because no, you looked at. Come on, look where he's standing, right? And his 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 googly eyes were going to the right. How the hell can you see? Even under the helmet, you got a helmet on. You yeah. really can't see much going. He said, "Be." I think what he did. He say that he was getting um, razzed from the dugout, and he wanted to see yeah. who it was. Yeah, it was so funny. It was like it was a card that could be a meme right now. I'm sure it's a meme, right? Going eyeballs going right to left, right to left. It was a riot. Right. No, I don't think I mean, he did. I mean, you know, it teams have been stealing signs since the beginning of time. No, I know Houston, what they did five, six years ago. I get it with you know the banging on the drums or whatever, but it's it's always a game of cat and mouse. And a guy like Aaron Judge doesn't need to do that, you know, in my no. opinion. No. And it, it, it's uh it, I just found it comical and then you know, now they, they ended up checking that was it Herman the next day and he ended up getting uh 10 games, 10 games. 
Yeah, for the substance on his hand. And, you know, it's just uh, another, I don't know, (laughs) that the game and chips is always going to be there. Always, always. But, yeah, you got (laughs) to, I mean, you got to be smart. I mean, your mom wasn't smart. I don't know what it is with the air in New York with Scherzer getting 10 games and now Jermon. <laughs> so the Mets, uh, you know, Verlander got rocked the other day. Um, is father time catching up with him or is this just a fluke? Do you think? No, I think it's time. I think, you know, we'll just continue to wait until the all-star break and see what happens. But I think he's, you know, yeah. I mean, it just happens. You know, look at what happened to Roy Halladay in the middle yeah. of the season when he was with the, with the Phillies. I mean, he, he, they showed him sweating on the mound. You know, I thought he was sick. You know, he just, he, he didn't have it. He, he was done. Um, I, and I don't think Verlander is going to go quietly. No. Um, but I think, well, let's give it to the All-Star break and see what happens. You know, it's time. Ha- things happen and unexpectedly for sure. You know, I was fortunate enough to be able to watch him in the opening game. He pitched in Detroit, and he gave up those two bombs back-to-back, but then he settled down. And I don't know if it was adrenaline pitching at Comerica or what, mm-hmm. and I didn't think he looked that bad. But, you know, it happens to all of us, like you said, you know, and um, sooner or later it's going to happen to Max Scherzer, which I know it's not a it's not going to break your heart being a Phillies guy, nope. you know. <laughs> but... Uh, you know, the Mets spend all that money every year and they're flailing, you know, right about a couple of games under their third place. You know, the Braves, again, separating themselves already. Yeah. Uh, you know, what is it going to take for somebody in that division? You know, especially we'll go with your Phillies. I know they came on strong at the end of last year and made that heck of a run. What can they do to stop the Braves right now? Um, their starting pitching is just not what it's supposed to be. It's so frustrating. You know, you've got aces, supposedly aces. And, yeah. and I tweet out you know, every once in a while and you know, every five days when Noah's pitching, when he, he goes two innings or three innings and then gives up a bunch of runs or he walks the first guy and Wheeler walked the first guy of the game the other day, giving up four, four in an inning. I, um, I, I think that I honestly think that they're tired. I think their yeah. arms are tired. They may be throwing 95, Wheeler is, right? 97. Again, I think it's mental. I think they're tired. Um, they've never done this before, go so long. And they just can't be consistent and go go six good innings. Nola will have two good outings, and then he'll, he'll crap out in that next one, which, he, which he's done consistently throughout his career. Um but that's not ace. That's not aceness. That's no. not what you call an ace. And Wheeler is it supposedly was, you know, we, we know Zach Wheeler. He's doing the same thing. Yeah. And then you have nobody beyond them now. You know, Falter got sent down. Thank God. Rangers coming back. Who knows how good he's going to be. Um, they got a problem and they're not hitting. Trey Turner is nowhere near what he was supposed to be. Yeah. Uh, Hoskins is out. Uh, it's, it's a problem for the Phillies. Um, Harper's back, but that hasn't really done much for this team because the pitching is not there. Mitch, you brought I don't up- think the Braves are going to get caught, to be honest. So, so no. to answer your question, no, no one's catching the Braves. No. I, <clears throat> they're, they're separating themselves already, and the, the, you can see the talent level. I mean, we, t- you know, we touch on the Mets only because they're in New York. Um, yeah. You know, they overpay for everybody, and it's evident now with uh, with um, Verlander, and I don't know if Scherzer's going to be worth the money he's getting, but 
you brought up a point that kind of just, and I don't want to sound like the guy get off my lawn and, you know, back in the day, but these guys are tired already and it's May, you know, it, five and six man rotations, uh, you know, and I know they want to save their arms. They're making a boatload of money and I get it. But why do you think that is? Why do you think they're tired? Yeah. Well, again, for the Phillies' sake, you know, they played into the, they played, you know, they got to the World okay. Series. Yeah. Right. All right. Um, <clears throat> and I think that's happened. They, they, you know, they call it the World Series hangover. Uh, yeah. And I think it's happened. Okay. Um, I, I also think losing Hoskins was huge for them, uh, a huge loss. No one's picking that up. Um, and, and though Castellanos is, hitting for average. He's, he's still not hitting for power. Yeah. I don't, they're not hitting as many home runs. Uh, and I think that's, and, and Bryson Stott realized at he went, he watched every postseason game when the season was over, <clears throat> watches at bats. He said he was tired. Well, I think he's gone into that mode again where he's tired. He's got the long swing. He hit a nice bomb in San Francisco the other night, but um, I honestly think the mental cup, the mental, part of the game drains you more than you yeah. think and these guys are out there they want to they, they they don't necessarily feel it but if they look if they are able to go look and look back what they were like when they started the run <clears throat> i think they'll see a big difference that their energy isn't there well taking a look at some of the other divisions uh <clears throat> the american league east is they're just so I, what, did, what did I read? They're playing at almost a 700 clip right now. <laughs> Look at that. I'm mean, looking at it now. Everybody's got a winning record. You know, and there's such a contrast. I mean, I look at them and I look at the AL Central. Both, you know, Detroit, I think, is 2-13 and 13 against the AL, or the AL East. And you do the math. I think they're like 16-8 and eight against everybody else. They're three games below 500, and they're only three and a half or four games out of the division. But, I mean, Tampa's off to a – they were off to a historic start. For a while, they're looking to challenge Detroit's 40-game start from 30 mm -hmm. years ago. But Pittsburgh, you know, they started off hot, but they've come back to earth a little they bit. They've come now. back to earth. They're going to – yeah, they'll fade. I mean, the, there's a great article in, on ESPN um, that I'm, I'm referring to. The six teams that are unexpected MLB contenders in 2023, Tampa Bay – Right. Yeah. And they talk about their pitching staff and um, <clears throat> um, their OPS are, are amazing for, for, for their team. Um, they're Wander Franco's having an amazing year. Yeah. Um, so it's just one of those things. And they said they all, they lost Jeffrey Springs for the year to Tommy John surgery. And now Drew, Ma Drew Rasmussen will be out until August. That's two legitimate top of the rotation starters. And Glassnow was on his way back. They're good as anyone as anyone at developing down arms. That's difficult to overcome. However, yeah, look at where they are. They're still winning games. Oh, it's you know, and they do it the right way. Obviously, Baltimore. I think, <clears throat> I think Baltimore is going to make. They're going to be here to stay. I think this year, Mitch. I they'll get a wild card. I think. Yeah, you know? I mean, and we know what Philly did with their. You know, where when they got in the playoffs, you get some good pitching and timely hitting. Obviously. Yeah. Those are the two things, and they play smart. I, it's fun to see Baltimore. I'm happy for them. Yes. You know, Mitch, they were so good back in the 70s and 80s. You know, back when you know, 
every year, them and the Yankees, it seemed like, and the Red yep. Sox. But it's fun to see them. They've been hurting for so long, you know? Just like Pittsburgh. And yeah. Though Pittsburgh will, I think, fade. I don't think they have enough to right. get through the season. I mean, I think they'll get through to the All-Star break. Still, still, um, where are they here? You know, they're 23 and 20. They were not 20. They were not at five thirty-five percentages. They were more at like six thirty, I think. Yeah. A few a couple of weeks ago. But you know, it's and then look at the card. The bigger a bigger shock again is the Cardinals at 19 and 26. But they've been on a little bit of a run lately. Yeah. So the funny thing is, you know, can you ever count the Cardinals out? No. Not really. No. 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 It's, they gotta it's, it's a culture. It's a culture. Yeah, you get if they if they get a sniff of a wild card, you you can't count them out. And that division you know, it's ripe to be had. It's kind of like the AL Central where, you know, Minnesota, I picked them at the beginning of the year, but, you know, I think they're winning that division by by default. The White Sox are putrid right now. Cleveland, you know, they got the pitching, but, you know, and you look like a team like Detroit, who mm -hmm. you could say they're in contention. They're the worst hitting team in baseball, I think. It is so frustrating to watch. Yeah. Uh, you know, like the other day, they play Pittsburgh. Veerling gets a base hit first batter an infield hit and that's it <laughs> that's all they got <laughs> oh, geez. you know and they lose eight to nothing to the pirates i'm thinking oh my goodness it but i don't know it but getting back to the american league east it is yeah it's you've got baltimore i mean toronto you know when they're not trying to blame other teams for cheating they're they're still right there yeah. i mean boston i took the i took the bait on the over under with boston I took the over on 73 games. Wins. Okay. They're in last place right now with a winning record, like you mentioned. 24 it, and 20. Yeah. It, yeah. I think, and, and they, I read an article. I, I, is, let me see if Boston's in this article. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. They're not. But I was reading about um, what they're doing and they're playing good, solid baseball. And they're getting, oh, no, they are. They are. All that angst and they're actually pretty good. So they talk yeah. about um, no more Xander Bogarts. They needed pitching. The big move was signing Corey Kluber. So that yeah. angered the Red Sox nation. Uh, no plan <laughs> shortstop. But but look at the offense. Devers is killing it. Uh, Yoshida, Verdugo, and Jaron Duran, all with OPS figures above 130. And even though Jansen wow. blew two saves, he's still um, he's still doing pretty well. He blew two saves last weekend, I guess. But, uh, yeah, I mean, listen, it's, again – I hate to say this, it's early. Uh, it's quarter pole. Um, right. Everybody has their feelings about their teams, but it's good. This is the part, fun part of baseball now. Now you're in the second quarter. You're leading up to the All-Star break. Mm -hmm. Let's see what happens now in uh, mid by mid-July and see if the Pirates can stick around or if Baltimore can stay in second place or who makes the run. Can the Yankees do it? I don't know. They, they're the Yankees. They can pretty much do it. They've got talent. Um, again, six and a half games out at this stage of the game, not that big a deal. Um, no, I agree. The old right? adage, you, you can't win it in May, April and May, but you can lose it. Yes. And, but I mean, Detroit is like, you know, I keep going back to them cause they're my team. They started out two and nine and you know, they made a little bit of a run making hay against some of the lesser teams, you know, in that division, they still got a shot. You know, I see the Dodgers, you know, they're in first place. They're, they're mm -hmm. Kershaw's pitching great. You know, I, he's dialed in. I think he's, mm -hmm. uh, you know, he, he it's like he caught a little bit of the fountain of the youth, 
and they're getting some younger kids and younger players in there, mixing it up good. But what is it with San Diego every year with these slow starts, man? (laughs) You know, they made hay in the playoffs last year because the Dodgers, again, can't get out of their own way once the postseason hits. Yeah. But what is it with – I mean – more they're they're trying to buy their way to a World Series, but that always doesn't work, does it? No. Uh, and Machado supposedly, I think he got hurt. The yeah. Other day. He's got a he's got a, a cracked bone in his metatarsal, which is like right here, right, and somewhere oh. in here. Yeah. And they didn't say he was out, which is crazy to me. Um, but yeah, Soto and him, and you know all those other young players and people that they've signed. I don't know if it's a, I read that there is, they're not really getting along. From what I understand, there were some issues with them getting up, not getting along. Huh. Um, so maybe there's some, something going on that we don't necessarily see. Um, but yeah, you, you got all that talent and then ba-boom, boom, show it folks. Let's, let's yeah. show it. Um, don't know. I mean, again, there's, I mean, there's seven and a half out. 20 and 24 Dodgers are 28 and 17 Arizona's the, sh- the shocker they they're not going to stick around nah. but I think it's you know I think it's going to end up being the Dodgers and San Diego I think San Diego will end up putting it together it'll be a two-team race as it has been for years Giants you no know, uh, it, it's funny as you know it is important to win a division at the end of the year but you know your Phillies are a prime example of a wild card team that can get hot. You know, I mean, how important is it still to be a division winner? I mean, I know you get home field advantage, but even that's not that important anymore. I mean, I, I it's not, I mean, I, I think that like, like you said, the Phillies uh, were the example of a team getting hot and staying hot and having an, you know, they do say to a player, that the home crowd really, really, really inspires them. Okay. Okay. Um, it pumps them up, it makes them want to play for them even harder and focus. Um, Eric Sherman was on my show about two months ago, the author. Mm-hmm. And he said, Mitch, let me ask you a question. He was asking the same question. You know, is it fair that we have a wild card team? you know, with this playoff set up and a wild card team gets in and they get to the playoffs and they get to the World Series. And, you know, Phillies could have won the World Series because they were there. Is that really fair? I said, listen, Eric, I said, it is what it is. You can't, you're not going to change the setup right now. Um, But if you finished in first place, show the folks, show the the community, the the baseball community that you belong there and win playoff round or two and get to the world series mm-hmm. just the way it is. I mean, that's how quirky listen. And it, it's not just baseball, baseball, right? I mean, hockey too. What happened to the Bruins? Yeah. Come on. Right. So it's, it's, it's the matter of playing at sports, playing when you need to play at the most important times, playing well to yeah. get to the next level. And they did. You, that's a great point. You can look at any sport. Look at, you said the NHL, home ice advantage has not been home ice advantage throughout the playoffs. I think the visiting team has won over 60% of the games. It's uncanny. And the NBA, except for Denver, I think home court advantage really hasn't been there. And it's even in the NFL now. I mean, you know, it, yeah, it, it, it's, 
I mean, the cream most of the time rises to the top, but you do get the wild card set up. I don't have an issue with it. You know, like you said, I love your point. Prove it in the postseason. Look at the Dodgers. You would think, you know, all these years went in the division. They've got one World Series to show for it. And, you know, I, yeah, prove it in the regular season because or in the playoffs. I don't have an issue with it. And I love that you can get a team to make a run. I mean, teams are built yeah. for that. I mean, there's a point to there's a point to which when they start adding any 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 league starts adding playoff can wild carders wild cards mm-hmm. they're, they're they're tamping it down you know it's like the, the talent is you know we're letting these but you know what in reality and uh, firsthand wild card right yeah wild card. what does it say it says postseason on it i yeah. mean holy crap it gets more play people involved in your own team yeah the fans are involved the fans are engaged that's what you want. You want more people to be able to watch and love the game that you that they're that they're playing. And whether it's hockey or basketball or football or baseball, uh, to me, it fandom is is the best thing around uh, in professional sports. It's just because you get to talk to people. You and I get to talk. We get to talk to so many people around that love the sport that we're talking about. I might not be a basketball fan, but I was watching the Sixers play. I went on yeah. the bandwagon. You know, uh, Doc Rivers got fired. Don't necessarily necessarily agree with that because I don't know if I follow. I don't follow that team uh, and yeah. the inner workings like I do with baseball and and the Phillies. But listen, the MVP didn't show up in the seventh no. game. Neither did James Harden. Where the hell did they go? That team should have been in the. They should be playing right now, and they're not. Um, but it got that. The point is that got me in, engaged. Who cares yeah. if I'm a back bandwagon fan? I've lived there for 26 years. I want to see those. I wanted to see those fans win something. I as yeah. a Phillies fan have won something. I feel bad for those Sixers fans because they've been through this process for 18 freaking years and they got yeah. nothing to show for it. Well, that's a great point. Getting the fans engaged, I love it. Then that's exactly what it's meant for. That and of course, let's not be naive. They can make money for the networks and for the NBA. Of, of course, do that and then all the leagues, but. That fan engagement thing is a great point. Who's your biggest surprise this year so far in the quarter poll? Uh, Tampa. Tampa. Yeah. Tampa. Tampa. I would say Tampa and Baltimore. I mean, yeah. it's just, and I mean, may, you know, it may be more Baltimore because, like you mentioned before, they have been uh, junk for, for oh my so many years. And a yeah. buddy of mine that I work with at uh, West Town. He's like, oh, he just shake his head. He's a ball. I have a Baltimore fan. I got to actually text him today and say, okay, Kevin, what are you thinking? You know, so they've obviously gotten their coaching staff together. They've gotten these guys um, some good guidance, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Mountcastle um, is, is one example. They've done some good drafting and, 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 and look, it's, it's, it's working out for them so far. If they can sustain it. How, again, how exciting for the fans in Baltimore right now for them to be able to go to a game and expect their team to win. It's great. What uh, What do you think of uh, the time clock? Hate it. Okay. And <laughs> this is my complaint from the beginning. Why did we do this? Was there a survey that went out that said, oh, baseball's too boring, you got to speed it up? Um what, uh, what 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 generation did this survey come from? 
if there was a survey, I don't know that there was, why we need to speed up the game. And even Eric Sherman and Jason Stark, all these great baseball minds love it. I'm like, yeah. why? Now, and I will tell you this, I was, I'm home watching games mm-hmm. and I, I don't mind that because the commercials, you have less commercials. Yeah. You go right back to the game, right? Right, right. Um, but in the ballpark, why are we making these games two hours? Now, I will tell you, the Phillies, when I went to their, they had a walk-off game when I went with my daughter who flew out, flew up there mm-hmm. and went to the the, uh, the the first night game and got our T-shirt for like the 15th year in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, they would give out a, a T-shirt for the first night game of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and they went on a walk-off. And it was, it was a three-hour game, which was great. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't like it. It's too quick. I think players, again, my, initially I had said, you know, they, they have to adjust. But why? Yeah. Why do they have to adjust? It, it's not the Nomar Garcia Paris anymore. There aren't that many guys flipping this and doing that and getting in, stepping out of the box <laughs> and getting ready to hit, right? There aren't that many of them around anymore. Yeah. And the pitchers, you know, there's a, there were a couple, but it wasn't rampant um, around the league, even though people will argue with me and say, well, how come they were only three hours? Well, I don't know, but if you, if you look around and watch a game to game, there aren't many guys that I can remember were stepping out of the box for 30 seconds. I'm calling time. The other thing is these damn called strikes and balls. Um, uh, when, 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 when Harper, you know, came back and they gave him a standing ovation, you know, I think they called a strike on him. I was like, what are you doing? That's, that's ridiculous. You know, I, I mean, that Kenley Jensen got, what did he got? The first blown save the other day because of that. Um, because uh, you know he, the pitch clock went out on him or something. He got a three pitch unintentional walk or something. It's just, yeah, yeah, that's right. happened. It was Phillies are playing somebody and they got a they get they. Uh, I think I I forget who it was, but they walked on the third. And that's to me, it's just so stupid. It just yeah. let him play the game the way it was meant to be played. Throwing over twice, you know, if that's going to increase stolen bases, which it has, yeah, fine. I don't really have a big deal, have a problem with that. Um, the longer, bigger bases, not that big a deal to me. It's that pitch clock, which bugs the living crap out of me. I would think, I hope that they, and they might not because everybody's adjusted to it, make it 25 seconds to 20 as opposed to 20 yeah. to 15. That's what I hope they do. And, um, you know, it's funny is, you know me, I was the biggest opponent of banning the shift, and it's fun to watch it now. They still shift. Right up to the base. <laughs> they right, can't go absolutely. in the outfield. But it's funny. I'm thinking, they, you know, they, okay. I mean, they're still shifting. And these guys are still having to learn to hit to the opposite field, you know. And uh, and, and you will never hear me ever be a, a fan of putting the runner on second in the 10th inning. I'm sorry. That thing has got to go. And I, I've talked to a couple of guys on here, Mitch, that – like that rule, and I'm thinking, you're a baseball purist, and you like having a runner on second. What this isn't, this isn't slow pitch softball. I'm no. sorry, and there's no ten run rule. I mean, come on, why are you allowing the team again? Is it fair for both teams? Yes, they do it. They have to have it that yeah. way. But just go back, and again, I think someone said to me, "Why don't you just go like to the eleventh inning?" Regular, I, and, then, and then maybe put it on to shorten the game. Right. Okay, that I would be okay with. Yeah, right. 
it's it you know it's like it, it, it's the same stupid rule in the in the even in the playoffs with football. First team that's first team yeah. that's if you score a touchdown and the other team doesn't get a chance to get the ball back, they win the game automatically. Why? Yeah, you gotta give the other team a chance. Yeah, I hate that rule. I'd rather see them do it like the college does. Start from the twenty-five, give each other team a chance. You know, you could for do that first, too. Yeah, you know, I'd rather yeah. go that route. And but. the same thing with the sh- with the damn shootout in hockey. I hate it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a team sport, and then you're allowing you're letting an individual win a game for an entire team. I Either don't that, mind. Let's go back to ties and yes. give them one point. Yes, I agree. I I would go to a happy medium. Go five on five for ten minutes, and if it ends, it's a tie. Whatever. But yeah, Mitch, I got a couple more things for you, and I'll let you go. Um. Don Demkinger passed away last yeah. week. Yeah, you know, um, of course, we all know what he's famous for. You know, the blown call in the '85 World Series, St. Louis and Kansas City. That poor guy was haunted about that the rest of his life. Man, it's that was a tough break. I watched that game. On <clears throat> I did too. Yeah, you know, and uh, you look at it and you think, I can't believe he just made that call. I know. And uh, but he, I thought he was a very good umpire. You know. I, what I read was players liked him. Yeah, uh, he was very easy to get along with. Um, he talked to players about different things. He wasn't. He was. You know, the vampires back then weren't the same as they are now, where they're you know showboating and all sorts of stuff, and you can't right. talk to them about anything. Yeah. Uh, and that's was great. Uh, yeah, he was a you know long time ump, and uh, he was there for a reason because he did. A, he was back in the day. They did a good job, and they they earned their keep. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm <clears throat> yes. Was he haunted? Yes, but he, you know, he got over. He made the call. You know, I don't remember if I read that he admitted it. I'm sure he did admit it yeah. at some point, but uh, I don't remember reading about it at some point. And then, you know, that's the way it goes. Yeah, I think he was one of the last ones to get rid of the uh, over-the-shoulder chest protectors back in the day. I I can't imagine watching these guys now having to lug those things around. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And always pushing him up and the pay for the pitch came. Yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. So I had the MLB channel on this morning. I got a trivia question for you. Oh, there's <laughs> right now. There are only three active major league baseball players with over five, 100 RBI seasons. Ooh. See if you can name them. Active players. Let me let me go to my. Uh, <laughs> let me go. Hold no, on. you're fine. I, I should have probably warned you about this before we started, Let's but I just see. thought like about active ten players. to ten this morning, and I thought I was surprised by it. To be honest with you, I thought there there was more. All right, so give me a hint. All right, um, one of them plays for the Tigers. That's that's a no brainer. Miguel. Miguel, yep. Uh, one of them has bounced around. He's an older guy. Um, well, I mean, for baseball standards. Yeah. Uh, played for the White Sox for quite a few years. Oh, who is that? I think he's, uh, gosh, and I, I feel embarrassed. I can't remember where he's at this year. I think he's, he's either in Texas or, I think, or at, uh, He's either playing for Texas or Houston right now. God, I can't remember. I can't think of it. Jose Abreu is yeah, one of them. He's really. He's got six, and wow, 
Um, Nolan Arenado is the other one. Oh, yeah, okay. That makes got sense. got seven. And that's it. That's it, huh? Mike Trout's got three or four. Uh, it, it, it's amazing to me. I, I think of that, and I think all the players that are in there right now, and, you know, there's only three that have over five of them. That's crazy. That five crazy. or more, you know? And do you think maybe – with the baseball, uh, you know, the, the rule changes, man, if, if they're trying to do it, maybe for that, something like that, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, crazy? the stolen bases are going to help with RBIs, I think. Yeah. Um, getting guys in scoring position. And, we'll, you know, so we'll see. That's interesting. Interesting stat. Wow, that's pretty cool. Good uh, One good story, Liam, yeah. Hendricks, Liam Hendricks coming back from cancer. How about that? Yes. Huh? That's awesome. That's amazing. So amazing. Uh, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna get your thoughts. <clears throat> and the other thing they brought up on here, I like watching it between nine and ten in the morning. Is uh, Jason Stark? You mentioned him. He's you know you've had him on your show. Yeah. Um, Hall of Fame Highway. They had this morning. So I'm gonna borrow this from you. Get your opinion on some of these players. Mm-hmm. Um, that okay? They call this in the red zone. Freddie Freeman, Bryce Harper, Nolan Arenado, Mookie Betts, Manny Machado. You think all of them will get in the hall? Bryce has to play longer and prove more. Uh, Manny, I think, yes. I have to, I mean, I have to look at their stats. Yeah. Um, but I think Manny does get in. Freddie, again, I, I will take a, lo- a better look at their stats. But, uh, I, I, yes, he. I, I'm guessing he's deserving. He's been phenomenal throughout his career. I mean, it just um, – who are the other two? Mookie? Uh, Mookie Betts. And uh, I think that's the other one. Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, I think will get it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I Listen, they all have a shot. Absolutely do. Do you think Joey Votto is a lock to get in? Arenado? No, Joey Votto. You think oh, he's Votto? a Votto? I don't know if he's a lock. I think he's. Yeah. He's oh. on the very, he's on the, he's on the, on the edge. Yeah. He's on the edge. And uh, they're on, there's some on the path here. I, yeah. I mean, Shohei Atani, I think, you know, as long as, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I think Aaron Judge, you know, is there. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Jose Altuve, I think, will get in. Yeah. Um, Garrett Cole, I think that's, he's on his way. He's still, I think he's, he's got, way. He's got several years to go. Um, yeah. And the other and how one, about they, DeGrom? how about DeGrom? Did they mention DeGrom? No, no. He's not, he's got to he stop getting hurt. hurt. <laughs> yeah, that 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 poor guy. I hate to see anybody get hurt, but man, he's you know he can't get out of his own way, can he? It's tough. I mean, you can't fault it. It's so funny when people get angry because he's hurt. Listen, it's his body. It's, it's nothing you can control. It's just the what your way you were all made up differently. He he and you know David Wright obviously also. Too bad that guy got hurt and he had. Oh, this I know it. He was so good, even though he played for the Mets. It was just one of those things where when the guy retires because he can't, like you say, get out of his own way because of his body, yeah. it's sad because that's a hell of a talent that we're not being able to see you know, um, play. And that's – I agree. We miss out. You know, Jacob deGrom is like Anthony Davis in the NBA. The guy could be the best of all – one of the top ten of all time, but, you know, he gets he, – he's so injury prone. I don't know. Yes. You know, with Anthony Davis, I don't know. You know, his pain tolerance maybe not the greatest, but, you know, I mean – what do you do? Everybody's but, different. You know, you all got yeah. different things. You and your foot, you know, yeah. it's like, 
if people don't know this, Lou's, Lou's recovering, folks. Yeah. Um, so show some, show some uh, sympathy for this young man. <laughs> I appreciate that. Gives me a chance to catch up with all the talking heads and in, in sport. And, you know, I, I, I watch it now. And I, it, it's funny, all these people with all these different opinions. And, I know. It, but I do like it gives me the opportunity to watch more baseball. And, yeah, that's good. You know, well, that's uh, which that. is great. You know, I can listen to it and watch it. Uh, Are I, you I'm, on MLB? Do you you know, with my real job, I'm in bed at eight o'clock on Thursday nights, right. eight because right. yeah. I got to get up so darn early. So, so what's the summer bringing for you, Mitch? Um, well, I'm glad you asked because I am heading to three ballparks um, this summer. Nice. Um, haven't been to Great American Ballpark yet in Cincinnati. I hear they have a the, one of the best ha- home Hall of Fames. Cincinnati oh, wow. has a great Hall of Fame. Um, so I'm going to go to Great American Ballpark. We're camping. We bought a new camper. So we're going to be camping outside of Cincinnati, going to nice. the Cincinnati game. Uh, from there, we're going to Wrigley. I've been to Wrigley quite a bit when I lived outside mm-hmm. of Chicago. But guess who's playing there? Your Phillies. Yes. Get to watch the Phillies in Wrigley. So that'll be fun. Bringing a nephew with me who lives in Chicago, okay. so that'll be fun. Uh, and then we're heading up to Minnesota to go to Target Field. Um, and I've never been there, so I'm I've looking forward to it. Either. My brother has brought his family there. He said it's a beautiful field, beautiful facility there. Um, it's what I hear. Yeah, just I can't wait to go. You know, yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Yeah. So that gets the that that allows me. Hold on one second, real quick. Yeah. <laughs> So I got this uh, a couple of years ago. This this uh, it's called a pop up chart. Oh yeah, and, and you get to scratch off, which we haven't done yet. Um, so I get to scratch off. Um, let's see, we've been to Wrigley, Great American, uh, and somebody said to me, Mitch, why aren't you going to Milwaukee? I was like, oh, that was a dumb move. Well, they weren't <laughs> there anyway. They weren't home anyway. Yeah. So I can't wait to go to Miller. Been to PNC and Bush, Oracle. Amazing. Petco been there, been to Dodger Stadium, haven't been to Coors Field yet, nor Chase Field. Um, and then haven't been to Minute Maid, Angel, Oakland. I can wow. get in and get the best seat in the house for crying out loud there. Um, yeah, just don't don't just make sure you go to the bathroom before you go there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Haven't been to Texas, T Mobile, haven't been there yet. Going to Target, been to Kaufman a long time ago. I love to go to the Comerica. Right, yeah. America's nice. It is. I enjoy it there. Progressive haven't been, haven't been to the new White Sox Park. Been to or been to or uh, Camden. Been to Fenway. Been to the. I don't think I've been to New Yankee Stadium yet. Haven't been to Tropicana, and I've been to the Rogers Center. So, is is uh, Camden Yards as nice as they say? Yes. Yeah, yes. it yeah. does. It, it looks nice. Yeah, very cool. Very cool atmosphere. You know, it's in the city itself. Um, but it's a, it's a very nice ballpark, yeah. very nice ballpark to go see a game. What do you think of uh, Oakland going to Vegas? <sighs> too bad. Listen, yeah, were the fans even supporting that team ever? Uh, yeah, back in the day, yes. But listen, it's a business. They got to go. Las Vegas is a hotbed of sports now. Yeah. Um, I hope they do expand to Charlotte at some point. That would be um, nice. I think Nashville, Charlotte, you know, come back southeast a little bit. That would be fun for me because then I get to go a little bit. Um, so, 
Yeah, they had to. I mean, they had to do it. It's just unfortunate that you have to move a team. But if the fan base isn't supporting it, and they're not making any money. They're going to get fans out there. That's for sure. You know, and it's amazing. I read that they build that ballpark. It's only going to be 30,000 people. The days of the 80,000 seat stadiums are long gone now, you know, and it just shows you, number one, that they'll fill it. Number two, the TV money is yeah. it has to be incredible. It is, you know, for them to pay these salaries when you're not banking on getting 50,000 people to a game. But right. it just you're not anywhere. You know, I mean, look at Detroit. You know, they're lucky to get 10,000 people. But even the teams that are winning, Mitch, I don't care what sport, you know, when you're playing all these games, you're not going to get forty to 50,000 people every day. Yeah, you know, it's funny, though, you say that. But, you know, the, and, and there are – when the Phillies were on the run in 2008, 7 and 8, mm-hmm. there were, let's see, um, it was a year and a half, I think a year and a half of sellouts every game. Okay. So you got a passionate fan base. They're going to go and support that team. And, um, and it may be, it may be more than that, but I think it was just a year and a half of games. Um, So if you got it, if you're winning, you're going to get the fans out and they will support. And like I said, that's 40, that's, I think that's 44,000. So this is bank park. Yeah. So not 30, not, not 60, but right. 44 is pretty good. Yeah, I think that's what Comerica, I think, is right around 40 now. And uh, But, you know, it's, uh, again, you know, and the fans aren't going to go when, you, when you're starting to charge some of the prices that they're charging. You know, we've lamented that, too, where it's, it, it, you know, when it, it takes, you know, two or three days pay to bring your family to a ball yeah. game yeah. In, any, in any sport now. But any well, sport. You know, this has been fun. I appreciate you coming on. Love to have you on again in the summer. You know, oh. when you're not out traveling, we'll uh, keep in touch. Yes. You know, maybe around the Absolutely. trade deadline or something. We'll get on. Yeah, and, yeah, that'd be good. That'd know. be fun. It's always okay. fun at that point. Yeah. So, all right. Well, have a great weekend, Mitch. Thanks for coming on. Uh, what What you got going with your podcast? Uh, I'm taking a break a little bit right now. Okay. Just to figure out, trying to figure out what I'm going to do next. All right. But your knowledge is always welcome here. I really appreciate you coming on and we'll get you on right about the trade deadline. Like I said, and uh, we'll see if uh, Pittsburgh's on top and we'll see if Minnesota's still in the lead and who knows, maybe your Phillies might be back. And Baltimore. Yeah. And Baltimore. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll reconnect at that point. We'll be great. Thank you for having me on. Lou. Appreciate it. Right, Always good talking to you, buddy. All right. Hey, well, okay. Thank you. I sure will. All right. Thanks, Mitch. All right. Take care, Lou. You got you too. Mitch Bernstein, the Burn With Mitch podcast. And uh, one of our baseball minds that we love to have on the show, That, that that's his blood. That's He lives and breathes baseball, both at the major and the minor league level, does a whale of a job with that. Um, always great to have him on to uh, talk some baseball. And again, you know, like you mentioned, you know, we'll see if Baltimore can keep it up. We'll see if the, you know, if... Uh, We'll see if, uh, sorry about that. I thought I had the mute button on for my TV. What the heck's going on here with that? Um, anyways, uh, you know what? I think, uh, we're going to hold on one second here. How did that happen like that? Well, 
have the TV on in the background. I've had it on mute, and all of a sudden the sound came on, and I don't know why that that why that happened. So there we go. One way to do that, just shut it off. Okay, there we go. I want to thank Mitch Bernstein for coming on here on the, the show again as well. As uh, always fun talking baseball here on the Captain Lou Extravaganza. We are live here on the Captain Lou Sports Network on YouTube. And uh, as always, we are sponsored by Mahler Bros Golf. Uh, you know, when you're out on the golf course and it is hot, and next week here in Michigan, it's going to get hot. It's going to get up in the mid to upper 80s. When you're sweating, you're on the golf course, you're not playing your best, you can feel it, you're miserable. The last thing you want to do is be sweating out there with that sun beating down. And you kind of want to take that shirt off to any kind of relief, but you know you can't. Well, I've got just the answer for that for you, and that's Mahler Bros Golf with their selection of sleek and very comfortable polos, or even T-shirts for that matter. Mahler Bros Golf has a large catalog of polos and designs. For those of you that want a loud design and others kind of like me, a little more on the conservative approach, check out MahlerBros.com. And uh, again, they've got T-shirts, tumblers, uh Mugs, you name it, a, a wide assortment of things at MahlerBros.com. And when you get on to the website, MahlerBros.com, make sure you use the promo code BELLYUP. It's right there on the bottom of the screen. BELLYUP for 15% off your discount. That's MahlerBros.com, M-A-H-L-E-R-B-R-O-S.com. Use the promo code BELLYUP for 15% off your purchase. And uh, again, such a great variety of clothing uh, the, their polos are amazing, and uh, I've got one that I've got on order. It's going to be coming here shortly, so I'll be able to model it for you here on the Captain Lou Extravaganza. So, again, want to thank uh, Mitch Bernstein for coming on the program. Um, he does a lot of work with baseball. He's uh, a, uh, a wonderful fountain of knowledge, and it's great to talk to him about the past and also what's going on now in Major League Baseball. As, we, again, we looked at the standings. Tampa still holding strong with Baltimore right behind them. You know, the Yankees over 500 in fourth place. Boston, a couple of games over 500 in last place. Then, of course, you got the Tigers, three game, four games out, three games under 500. Minnesota hanging on in the Central. We talked about the divisions right now in Major League Baseball, and um, every team is over 500 in the American League East. And just, you know, they're playing at like 669 or 695, whatever it was, an unbelievable clip. Whereas the other divisions, you've got one team struggling to stay above 500 and the rest, uh, you know, in the American League, you've got Texas right now in first place with, led by Garrett Cole. Can they maintain it? And then in the National League, the cream is starting to rise to the top. Milwaukee, uh, Atlanta. I don't think Atlanta is going to be caught. And of course, the Dodgers starting to separate themselves. The Dodgers in their normal spot on top of the National League West, but it seems like every year they get up there and every year they fade. So, and when it comes to postseason, they can't get over the hump. They're like we say, they're the Atlanta Braves of this generation back in the 90s when they won 14 straight divisions and only had one World Series to show for it. So, Thanks to Mitch for coming on the show, talking baseball. We'll, like we said, we'll get him on right around uh, deadline time, trade deadline time towards the end of July. And uh, we'll go over what what's uh, going on in Major League Baseball there. We'll keep you updated with Major League Baseball throughout the summer, but we'll get Mitch on there and we'll see what's going on at the trade deadline. 
Stanley Cup playoffs started their conference finals yesterday in the Eastern Conference playoffs, and Florida got it done. How many of you stayed up to watch it? I will be the first to admit I didn't. I fell asleep after the second overtime. I had it on the radio uh, on my phone last night. Went to bed last night with about 10 minutes to go in the second overtime and put it on the radio. Listened to it until the end of the second overtime. Oh, wow. What a gut punch if you're a Carolina fan. If you're Florida, I mean, this this is going to be huge. Now, they're going to play tomorrow night in game two. Bobrovsky played, you know, again, phenomenal. Uh, Matthew Kachuk. Got the game winner on a turnover. It's amazing. That's usually what happens in these overtime games. Once you get through the first and possibly the second overtime, it comes down to that team that makes that mistake. And unfortunately for Carolina, that's what it was. You know, just, a, you know, Burns made a try to clear the puck. Couldn't do it. 15 seconds left in the fourth overtime. And then Kachuk was able to go top shelf, just blasted a one-timer. And it, it's so funny is... It was so eerily similar to what happened, a game that I broadcast in the ACHA National Semifinals in Division Two for the men, uh, Iowa and um, Iowa and Indiana, the same play, except this was there was like 90 seconds left to go in the second overtime. We were all in our heads thinking we're heading to a third overtime, and it was just one mistake, and that's what happened with Florida and uh, Carolina. Carolina made that clearing error and deep in their own zone. Kachuk was able to come up with the puck and what they say, throw it towards the net. He went top shelf, passed Anderson. Boom. There you go. Four overtime win for Florida. They have now one game to none lead. Tonight is Vegas and Dallas in uh, their opening game in Vegas. What a spectacle that's going to be in Las Vegas. I, you know, they know how to do it right with the pregame and everything. This is going to be a fun game to watch, a fun series. I I give Vegas maybe a slight edge because I think they've got a little more firepower, but are they going to be able to contain Joe Pavelski? He's playing with the Fountain of Youth. It's going to be Ottinger and um, Smith in goal. And uh, I don't know, uh, or Hill, I'm sorry. And uh, I think Ottinger might have the edge there. A contrast in styles. I've liked the defensive play of Dallas, but they kind of, they showed some cracks against uh against uh, uh Seattle and I think that Vegas has got a little more firepower. I I think this series is going to go 7. I think they both are. That would be great for the game of hockey and hockey's going to survive without a team in New York or a team in LA. Um but you know, we had Rod Peterson on Wednesday on the show talking Stanley Cup playoffs and you know, would have been nice to have a Canadian team in the final shirt sure would, but I think this is going to be a great series. Um, and it's going to be fun to watch. And I look for, uh, I look for Vegas to win in seven. Um, I, I just think they've got just a little more firepower that Dallas is going to be able to muster, but, um, how many of these games are going to go to overtime? And, uh, that that's the excitement of Stanley cup hockey NBA playoffs, Dallas, or I'm sorry, Denver with a comeback win up two games to none and in command. Uh, you got to give credit to Jamal Murray. He had a kind of a rough outing in the first couple of quarters. And then the second half he came on fourth quarter was his Los Angeles. You know, every, I, I, I thought Los Angeles had that one. I really did. And 
I don't know. Did they run out of gas? It's po- that's possible. Anthony Davis to me again. He he had 18 points. Um, you know, and it's not like he didn't show up, but four fifteen shooting in the second half. Uh, you can't have that. And you know, they if they're gonna have to rely on Austin Reeves to be a difference maker in the playoffs, they're done. And you can't blame this on LeBron. You know, the one thing I don't understand with him is you know, taking the three pointers. If I'm it's like I said on Twitter. If I'm Denver, I let him and AD camp out around the three-point line all day. LeBron will hit a couple, but you know he's won for his last 20. And now I know he tweaked his ankle. He'll be all right for game three. He's not going to miss that. At least I hope he doesn't. If that was AD, well, that'd be a different story. He may not come back till game six. But Denver's got it in control. Uh, you know, Here's the thing. LA, they're going back to home court but Denver's deeper than Golden State. They're de- they're deeper than uh, Memphis. LA, I think, will probably split. But here's the thing. They've got to win four out of their next five. They've got to win one in Denver and sweep at home. And I don't know if they're capable of doing that. Uh, you know, again, they may win both at home, but how much energy is that going to expound from LA? You know, LeBron, I I hate that term showing your age. But, you know, he kind of showed it a little bit. But, you know, he's still one of the – if he's not the top player of all time, he's in the top three, and he showed it. He'll show it. He'll show it. And uh, I'm not completely counting the Lakers out, but, boy, oh, boy, it's a Herculean task now to win four out of your next five. It is so difficult to come back from an 0-2 deficit. I know they got the next two at home. It would be – I don't know. I look at uh, Boston and Miami. This Now, if Miami wins tonight in Boston, then I'm going to come on here on Monday and say the series is over. Boston, if they go down 2 nothing, going to Miami, having to win four out of five with their next two games on the road, they won't overcome that. And again, Eric Spolstra showing his coaching acumen after that game, after that win against uh, Boston in game one, you know, he's got Butler, obviously Butler's Butler. He's playoff Jimmy. Um, you know, it's I, after that, uh, I, I just don't understand. Boston, I think, is a more talented team, but Miami's in their head. And if they can get in their head tonight and win game two, to me, that would be just too much to ask for Boston to come back. Lastly, tonight, or this morning, rather. You know, I watched the post-game comments of Mike Malone, and this is something that just irritates the hell out of me. Everybody plays the disrespect card. Oh, woe is us, the chip on our shoulder. We get no respect. I don't know how often I hear it here with Michigan State um, or Michigan, any team. The Boston Red Sox did it for 100 years. But the Boston Red Sox always found a way to lose. Mike, please, please, please quit following using the disrespect card. The Lakers are always going to be in the limelight, just like the Yankees, like the Dallas Cowboys, any New York and Los Angeles team, their media markets. They're always going to get it. They're always going to get top billing. They don't deserve it. The Lakers don't deserve it right now, but they're always going to, it's always going to be, what did the Lakers do wrong? It's always going to be that way. Keep that in your locker room, please. I, I get so tired of hearing that. You, it, it, that's stuff that, 
the keyboard warriors say on Twitter. It's right up there almost with blaming the refs. The referees did not blow that game last night for Los Angeles. The referees did not blow it for Florida or for Carolina last night. I get so tired of hearing that. And the disrespect card to me, I, I get tired of hearing that. You know, it's easy to say that after you win. You know, and win a championship. And if they continue to do that, maybe. But Los Angeles is always going to get the top billing. They don't deserve it. You know, I agree. Los Angeles did not lose these. Denver won these. They outplayed them, especially last night. They did not, you know, LA had a golden opportunity to get out of there with a split and they didn't take advantage of it. Denver took advantage of it. But in the eyes of all the media, ESPN, Fox, you name it, uh, all the major networks, they're always going to give the Los Angeles Lakers a benefit of a doubt. Always. Because that's what pays the bills ultimately. Same with the Cowboys, same with the Yankees. It's always going to be, well, they lost. The other team didn't win it. They lost it. That's always going to be that way. So you might as well learn to live with it. You, I just, I hate that when players and teams play the disrespect card. Nobody thought we don't care. Nobody, if you didn't care, you wouldn't say it. I hate that when people say that. Just drives me bat crap crazy. So please stop with the disrespect card. All right, that's going to do it. What a great week. We had some great guests this week. A lot of fun. Check us out on our YouTube channel. We, If you missed a part of their interview with Mitch Bernstein today, great, great things with him. Uh, a great baseball mind. Mitch, always a lot of fun to talk to him. Um, picking his brain about what's going on in Major League Baseball. You know, We'll get more in tune with it after the uh, NBA and NHL finals are done here by the middle of June. Um, and then baseball gets their, they get their time to shine for about, you know, a month or two before football comes in and they have to share the limelight with the NFL and college football, but always great. America's pastime, baby. That's, uh, that's what I grew up watching, grew up playing. Baseball is always going to have a soft spot in my heart. So even though if it may not be the most popular sport right now, but it's always, you know, it, it is America's pastime and it sure is a lot of fun. Tell us what you think. Drop me an email, sweetlou1965 at yahoo.com. Follow me on Twitter, at the real Captain Lou, or uh, my Facebook pages, the Captain Lou Extravaganza, and, of course, Lewis Gamble. All right, that's going to do it. I hope you all have a great weekend. Enjoy the sports. Enjoy the weather. Get out and enjoy yourselves. Um, we'll be back Monday morning, 10 o'clock. We'll recap all that's gone on this weekend, the NBA Conference Finals, uh, Major League Baseball, uh, Stanley Cup Conference Finals. Both uh, will have at well, they'll have. Let's see if I do the math here real quick. We'll have two games in for both the uh, Eastern and Western Conference Finals. We'll break those down for you. We'll see who's got an opportunity to, to advance from there. Um, and we'll recap the PGA Championship. Forgot even to talk about that with uh, Bryson DeChambeau, a live player on top after round one. Will a live player win the uh, PGA Championship? We'll have to wait and see. We'll talk about that on Monday as well. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Check us out on uh, Belly Up Sports. Again, check out We're Powered Up by Belly Up Sports. Uh, again, blessed to be a part of them as well. Thank you to them. And thank you to you for taking time out to watch us. We'll be available on podcast form as well. I'll have that downloaded. You can listen to it. Download on Spotify and all the different uh, platforms that you can find your podcast. 
We'll be there. That's the Captain Lou extravaganza here on uh, Belly Up Sports. All right, that's going to do it. This reminder, keep your heads up. Keep your sticks down. Keep your feet moving. But more importantly, keep your minds open. All right, everybody, we'll see you Monday. Thanks for joining us here on the Captain Lou Extravaganza on the Captain Lou Sports Network. So long.